Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment. I'm Aaron with Orange Cat Trivia. And I'm Calvin with Footnote Trivia. And welcome to the episode. Uh, Calvin, you and I were on an episode together not too long ago, but Aaron, I, I don't think we've recorded together in a couple months. It's been way too long. What uh, I know, I've I've caught a few of your your Twitch streams. I know that you are uh, twitching while live hosting. How is that going for you? It's going pretty well. Um, we yeah, we're live at Castleberg Brewery every Thursday. We have a couple teams trickling in. Usually, it's between one and three. Sometimes it's none, but we're always simulcasting on Twitch. So it's it's cool. It's prevented a bunch of unique challenges because. You know, we're we're trying to interact with people in the brewery in real time, but also people on the stream like we have been. And then occasionally people will just wander into a brewery because they want to buy a beer. And there's two people talking to three computer <laughs> screens at the front of the room and there's no one else in the building. And it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> have you done anything that allows uh, the live players and the online players to interact like maybe the the online players can redeem points and you have to do something stupid at the the live venue or vice versa. We we do have a a bother Rob and a bother Aaron channel points that you can redeem um and people can redeem that anywhere. The 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 barrier to that happening cuz I like that idea. The barrier is that in order to interact on Twitch you have to register an account and a lot of people are coming up just cuz they heard it's trivia and we throw all the technical stuff at them because, you know, we are on, we, we've got the stream on Twitch, which is where the chat room is. We do have a projector for the slideshow so people can see the questions in house as well. Um, but, you know, the sheets are all automated and it's very different. So I feel like throwing that additional hurdle at people might be a little bit too much and they might rage quit and leave. But I do like the idea of giving people in the venue something else that they can do um, to be involved. It just means they have to sign up for a Twitch channel because they are account because you can't chat unless you have an account, I don't think. Um, what about just doing, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Uh, but what if they, you know, say somebody in-house gets a perfect round, then the next round you have to be muted on Twitch or, you know, something like that. It doesn't even have to be, you know, forcing the people that are in the venue to, to get on Twitch as well, but find ways that they can, uh, mess with your online audience or even tokens, tokens that they can turn in. I like that. Like, well, if someone I gets think a- you're. I think you're one of the first forays into like this joint live and virtual thing that I feel like a couple of us are going to have to start exploring sooner or later. So mm-hmm. I am really intrigued as to kind of how you're running that. It sounds like you're kind of keeping them separate, but who knows? Yeah, it's. I think it's going well. Um, it's and if any of my in-house players are listening and it's not, please let me know. I always try to solicit feedback, like what did you like, what didn't you like, because this is new for everyone. And so far, you know, people seem to be enjoying it. I think at some point I'm going to hit a, a point where I have to start sacrificing something. And unfortunately, I think the Twitch stream is going to be what suffers for that, just because y'all aren't bringing business into my venue but right now the vast majority of my players are still virtual so we're more than happy to accommodate and um it's fun it adds i think it adds an extra dimension and every now and then i'll see someone in the room chime in in the chat and i like that that's what i would love to see uh more of the one thing that i really liked about virtual trivia is the ability for players to make funny quips without being an asshole you know if because if people yelled that 
during the live game, it's like, okay, buddy, you're interrupting everything. You're not that yeah. funny. But if it's just an online chat room, it I feel like there's more leeway in letting people say what they want there. So and it's True. not interrupting anyone. That's yeah, it doesn't have really to be as, as aggressively interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one issue we run into, and I've I've made Rob be the bad guy, is the people who are making the jokes about the questions while they're live and we're like, save your jokes. You can you can have all the jokes you want once the question's not live. But Calvin, you make a good point. Like if someone is just commenting on something tangential, then yeah, you can, they can get their moment of glory without wrecking my day. And that's awesome. Well, as chaotic as live events and background noises are, maybe one thing hasn't changed, whether you're virtual or live, and that's kind of how you write questions. So hopefully this episode, we're going to talk a little more about how exactly we research questions and how we come up with the material to present at our shows, whether it's online or in person. So um, actually just transitioning to that topic, Aaron, would you say that would, is your process for researching questions kind of the same, regardless of virtual or live or the craziness of 2020? Yeah, it, that, that at least hasn't changed. I think it's the only thing in the last year that hasn't. And what about you, Corey? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that the process has changed, but some of the results have, you know, I'm doing a lot less area specific, uh, questions and themes that, you know, always went over well in the live venues, but that I don't really think would work well on Twitch. And since at the moment I'm still working on, you know, a million different things at once, trying to keep everything afloat. I'm trying to avoid writing two, three, four different games a week. So I'm writing more neutral stuff that will play everywhere. Uh, but no, the the process for researching those questions and answers itself hasn't changed. Cool. So at least a little bit of normalcy in trivia compared with everything else. Yeah. And yeah, same here. Uh, my research process hasn't changed all that much. Uh, I've alluded to this, or I've mentioned this previously. Um, I did I did used to like to get out of my apartment to write questions, and yeah. I don't really get that luxury anymore. So that's like the only thing that hasn't changed. And also just the ability to like walk down the street, see a billboard, or overhear a conversation, and be like, oh, that's interesting. Let me take a note of that. Because um, outside of what I see on my computer screen, I don't really get nearly as much human interaction lately. So that's the only thing I miss too. You know, that's something that I absolutely had not thought of, but you're right. I, I have always sort of struggled to come up with topics. And even though my topics are all super loose, like I always want to have some unifying theme. And I, until just now, I don't know that I realized the extent to which a, a stray conversation with a bartender or the guy behind me in line at the coffee shop triggers something in my brain because I haven't had those interactions in a year. And maybe that's why all my questions or why all my rounds have been so uninspired lately. I don't know. But yeah, that's something that I didn't realize I was missing until you pointed it out. You know, I do think on the flip side, uh, I, I'm very much the same, especially in that it, it's that process of coming up with the theme that hurts so much more than figuring out the questions. Because as soon as I know what I'm asking about, like, fuck it, I can, I can go hard. But uh, <laughs> coming up with the theme is, is horrible. But and a, a positive here is 
I think the pandemic has kind of uh, pushed a lot more of us together. We've got more people showing up on Twitch, you know, in our, our Trivia Writers Co-op Discord, um, and, you know, just congregating and gathering and speaking. Hell, the podcast itself, I've gotten ideas for rounds from things that we've talked about on here. And uh, so I, I would say that it's it's actually improved a little bit for me in that aspect. You know, not so much coming up with things on my own, but finding inspiration from other trivia hosts has been awesome. You don't know what you don't know, right? So if you're like, oh, what are some themes I can do? Everything that you thought of, you've already come up with. You need that inspiration that you've never even thought about. You need that kind of concept that you you've never paid attention to. And it's kind of hard to get that these days. But even something like the keyword challenge, which I think is really good in getting me exposed to new topics, I, I, I do like things like that. So um, listeners out there, if you have any more ideas for the keyword challenge, just let just want to let you know that it helps all of us. Oh, yeah. Those Very much. Who so. aren't actively on the podcast. You guys are thinking up words and things and phrases that I have either never heard of or have never thought of. And then I go down the rabbit hole and I love it. I actually had a round inspired months ago because our keyword was druid. And I wrote a question about druids. I'm like, oh, I can do a whole round on D&D classes. And it was awesome. So more of those, please. Yeah, because you guys are, uh, you know, my my world is my world. And my world is smaller than it was a year ago. So please, please bring me other ideas. This is pretty clever. You could do like ranger, rogue. Mm -hmm. And those are all words that fit in with other concepts. Yeah, it was a really fun round. For me, I I actually, I just straight up use every every week. (laughs) I take one of the keyword uh, <laughs> questions and I put it into my trip, but then I use it to plug the show. So I don't feel bad. Uh, and it's like, I'm stealing from myself. So I don't, yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, but yeah. I like, even at my live shows, I, you know, I'll throw a question out there and I'll be like, now I know this sounds really hard. It's because I didn't write it. I don't expect <laughs> you to get it right. But if you listen to the podcast every week, you'd know the answer to it. They never do. I- I keep they meaning never, to steal they that never idea. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I keep meaning to steal that idea for the reasons you said. It is one less question I have to write, and it plugs the show, and I always forget. So, hey, Rob, make a note. We need to start stealing questions from the podcast. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he says. Perfect. How? Let, let's start with the how. How do you get your ideas for what you want to write? Well, like Calvin said and reminded me, a lot of it is just there's always a percentage of my brain that is going, what can I write trivia about? There's always a part of me that's always going to grab onto stuff and I think it's going to be a cool idea. Like the other day, um, I was watching uh, Batman v Superman because apparently my boyfriend thinks I deserve to be punished for something. (laughs) And I'm I'm thinking, you know, Jeremy Irons plays Alfred and that's nice, but he's never going to beat Michael Keaton as as alfred and then i thought "Ooh, a fun visual round would be shit yeah him um (laughs) surprise actually that's a good idea keaton and michael keaton is batman michael keen kine 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 michael kine michael kine yeah there's a reason those wires are crossed in my head but yeah michael kane as anyway a bunch (laughs) of different guys have played alfred a bunch of different guys have played the joker and batman himself and you know my a little little trivia part of my brain went "Ooh, what if we did a visual round that 
um, uses this fact, and I'm not going to say what that is in case I haven't done it by the time this episode drops, but <laughs> every time every time I'm experiencing something, there's a little trivia part of me that's going, ooh, we can, we can use this. Because otherwise, you know, Thursday morning I'm going, shit, I need to write 50 questions in the next six hours. So I try to avoid that. <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to make my picture around on Monday. I'll send it to Rob <laughs> and he can give it to you. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just want to kind of bring it back to Batman v. No, I'm kidding. I haven't. Re- I don't think I've seen that movie okay, since it came out. You- have so. you seen the new? Have you seen the new Snyder Cut Justice Snyder League? Cut. Snyder Cut, not yet. Um, yeah, I, that's, it's like four hours long. It is. It's apparently meant to be consumed in hour chunks. But yeah, that's why we were watching Batman v Superman because I uh, I'd never seen it, and Adam's like, let's prepare you for this. And we got halfway through, and I was like, I'm not having fun. Can mm. I go to bed now? <laughs> so. Um, Kind of like you, like sometimes I don't go as far as to subject myself to a Zack Snyder movie. But <laughs> I, I didn't know that the Snyder Cut was coming out. So I'm like, okay, you know, like maybe I'll do like a DC Comics question, but not like where the answer is the Justice League because that feels a bit too on the head. So, you know, you, you kind of poke around at the edges of what you want to do for a DC Comics question and settle on a question about uh, kind of the original uh pioneer of the dc multiverse and it's like oh yeah the the answer the superhero is in the justice league but it has nothing to do with the snyder cut so mm-hmm. yeah i i also come up with ideas that are i t- tiptoeing around the thing that's coming out you know like for example another hbo release like godzilla vs king kong is coming out sometime soon so i have it in my back burner do something about godzilla and or king kong but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be about that movie it's kind of teasing current events, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, that movie's coming out. And I just don't even say it's coming out, right? Like, I'll let people make that. I'll let people realize that on their own. I'll just play mm-hmm. it straight up as a Godzilla question or straight mm-hmm. up as a King Kong question. I did something kind of similar last week because I, in a pinch, I will use what's trending on Twitter for my current events and speak, speaking of poking around the edges. And this is the way a lot of my research goes is I'm never going to look straight at it, but um, hashtag Snyder cut was trending on Twitter because of the Snyder cut. And I saw it and I went, Oh my God, did the Washington football team finally can Dan Snyder? <laughs> and they hadn't. And I was upset. Oh but gosh. The, the question that's, I ended up writing. That's funny. Yeah. I, and that was the, the first part of my question was, you know, Snyder cut is trending. Unfortunately, the Washington football team hasn't changed hands, but the question was, you know, that hashtag is going hand in hand with the hashtag about someone else who did a really bad job making a movie in 2017. And the answer was Joss Whedon. Oh, whoa. Okay. So it required (laughs) knowing what hashtag Snyder Cut was about and knowing why it happened. And I think enough people, you know, knew and got it, but it, you know, it required multiple layers of knowledge. Um, but that one, that one fell into my lap. I don't, I don't normally get that lucky when I don't know what a hash. Normally, I click on a hashtag and I'm like, oh, it's someone else being racist. Right. I get really nervous when actors oh. are like are trending on Twitter because I'm like, oh god, what do they do? Yeah, and half the time it's just like a relieved GIF of like, right. like oh, this person didn't actually do anything horrible. Slash, this person is still alive. Right. So like like okay. when when Chris Evans accidentally posted his dick pic to the internet. I, I see. I see Chris Evans. Now dick that I've got your attention, <laughs> right? 
yeah, I see Chris Evans' dick pic trending on Twitter. I'm like, oh no, what what poor woman got this dick pic? And it turns out it was all of us, but it was fine, you know. <laughs> That's America's dick. <laughs> saw the back, now we saw the front. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Twenty twenty. You know, wasn't I was bad. scrolling through. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and in my, you know, obviously the it goes from the bottom up and so you usually see like the pictures before you see the headlines uh you know with news articles and such and so i'm scrolling and i see a picture of betty white Mm. and i immediately i went no fucking god no and it was just betty white did some interview or something i was like okay but it, it was just it was insane how i instantly saw a picture of her on social media and i was like fuck is this is it is it happening did this just happen you become much more callous scanning through twitter like i said oh. that's like half the <laughs> half God. the trending celebrities especially on the older side oh you know i i can't relate too much to what you guys are talking about with uh regards to picking up questions or themes that way for me it's <sighs> When I'm supposed to be writing trivia, and then I hop on Reddit or Facebook or whatever and see things, I'll I'll pick up inspiration that way. Um, but I have a, a horrible shit memory, so I mean, I'll I'll be out in the real world and I'll see something and I'll think, oh, that'd be a really interesting question. It never makes it back to my game. Uh, <laughs> but I want to float. Do you guys do this, or is it just me? But like sometimes I'll be not near my phone or anything i'll be like oh that's a cool idea for a question i'll remember it for later yeah you never do and it doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes two hours or the next day it's like wait what i i it was so obvious when i said it to myself but i can't for the life of me remember it oh yeah no that's that's what happens every time except (laughs) except i always remember thinking oh i should remember this but i never remember what i wanted to recall so I started just texting the answer to myself on my phone. Like just, oh, that's like a cool that. idea. I'll send a message to myself. You could, you if you're more organized, you could have your own notes app and everything. But, you know, no. the messaging app is just so reflexive and in muscle memory. I'm just like, okay. So well, I, 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 I talk to myself basically on my phone and it's a very strange conversation. <laughs> if you ever looked at it. That's I really have smart. notepad files saved. I have notepad files saved uh, all over my computer uh, with, you know, ideas and thoughts on, on themes and different things I could do. But I never pay attention to where I'm saving them, first of all. <laughs> so it might be in like, you know, uh, uh, a chat bot script that I was writing. I'll have a random <laughs> suggestions list in there or, you know, a. Uh, just fucking anywhere. I I try to take <laughs> notes and then I can't find where I put the notes. So it's it's horrible. It's so bad. I do that, but it's even worse because I'm very analog and do it with literal pieces of paper. So it's like cleaning out my car is like a treasure trove because I'll find just words or lists or like a cool facts written on the back of a receipt because like I'm I'm driving and I'm listening to a podcast and like oh that's cool and I'll get to a stoplight and I'll grab something and scribble it down and throw it in the passenger seat and it's gone until six months later because I don't clean out my car as much as I should I'm like oh my god this is a great question and then it's off to the races we all need better filing systems I think is the moral of this story 
um, I wanted to just give all the listeners a quick snapshot of my five most recent messages to myself. I have Cottagecore, Caesar Death Place, Fever Pitch, TikTok Stitch, and Kesha. So, um, <laughs> I can't remember all the circumstances that led to those words, but like I said, strange conversations. So you actually only message yourself the answer. I don't have the time to write a whole question <laughs> to myself. So like, I usually the answer is enough to trigger whatever's interesting. And if I forget what's interesting, hopefully doing the research leads me to something else that's interesting. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to need you, Calvin, to drop those five words into the chat because that's <laughs> one of my next rounds is I'm going to use those to write two questions about each one and then I'm done. And thank you. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, apparently I have actually done that too. And I don't know. I didn't even remember to look at them. Uh, I've got I've got messages I sent myself on January 18th of last year <laughs> that say Ken, Kendrick Lamar, Neil Patrick Harris, The Taming of the Shrew, <laughs> Vatican City, Spinach, and Aorta. I'm gonna I mean, need there's, you to drop there's those no in the way chat that's anything. That's ten questions right there, Aaron. That's yeah. ten questions. <laughs> Sweet. I don't. I don't know what any of those are referencing. There's nothing before or after. I literally, I went into yeah, my text I, message thing and I typed my own number, and that's that's what I have in there from. I you know I try to get to those questions ago. within a week or two, maybe not that's a year. Wonderful. Later. Yeah. <laughs> no. Drop drop them in the chat and then show up for my game on Thursday, and you will see all of them appear. So give me. Perfect. You know what? All right. Okay. Well, so like we've all kind of talked about kind of like the inspiration for those keywords, whether it's just like out and about, jotting down answers, everything. I guess it's time, like, time for us to uh, bring up the actual um, process of writing the question and doing the research. So we wanted to open it up to, okay, now that you have a keyword, how do you go about researching the keyword itself? And I have a feeling that we're all going to say something very similar. <laughs> uh, Corey, maybe you want to tell us a little bit more about your research process? Sure. I'll, I'll take us into that, uh, that corner. I, when I finally have that theme, I wiki it. I, I search the wiki article and I just, I start there. That's my starting point. Uh, or, of or I'll just, I mean, depending on, like, if it's going to be something specific like, you know, the taming of the shrew, I'll wiki it. But if I'm like, uh, I want to do, you know, things that are purple, then I'll just Google whatever the theme is. I'll Google things that are purple and go from there. But, uh, yeah, wiki and Google are the the two first stop, uh, steps. So as predicted, my, my answer is very similar to Corey's. My first port of call is always going to be what gets knocked loose when I just put it into the biggest search engines in the world. And the, the story that I tell about this and why this is not always the best, or sometimes is the best, I guess, depending on your perspective. Um, I used to do this thing where the team that finished in last place could pick around for the next week, and they wanted me to do a round on physics. And I am not a physicist. And there's only so many questions about physics one can ask. 
So what I did was I went to Google and I typed in physics just to see what that jogged. And the first three responses were ads for psychics, which is why <laughs> my physics round had a question about Miss Cleo. Cause I'm like, we're, we're doing this. Oh, so I explained, <laughs> I explained this when I, when I'm about to ask the question, like I need y'all to understand, like, because part of my concern when I do things super off the wall is people are going to overthink it and talk themselves out of the right answer. So I'm like, the reason I'm asking about Miss Cleo is not because this has any grounding in science. Here's the reason. And from the back, I hear my friend Victor go incredulously, you just Googled physics? He's like, yes, what else am I supposed to do? Do you think I just have all of this information memorized and ready to pull out like at right. uh, the snap of a finger? Yeah, I, yeah I, I have to start somewhere. And that happened to be where I started. So shut up and answer the question, Victor. <laughs> And to his credit, apparently he took pity on me because I opened up my email the next day and he'd sent me like 30 questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually brings up uh, a really good point and something that people always seem to be surprised when I tell them about it. Um, as a trivia host and a trivia writer, I'm not just a, a walking you know, encyclopedia. I'm, I'm not this like fountain of random facts i'm a good researcher that's that's my skill that's what i bring to the table that's what i do well i can look things up i can find things learn things and take that information and turn it into an answerable question i don't just walk around knowing what every phobia is what every ology <laughs> is what every group of animals is but I can well, look them up and I can present it to you in a way. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I know enough to avoid Miss Cleo when I'm doing physics rounds. So <laughs> I, and that's, that's I like to joke that I think I've exhausted all of my trivia knowledge that I knew prior to becoming a host within like the first six months. And everything else is me realizing I knew something or me realizing I didn't know something. And um, it's... I, I I really resonate with what you said, Corey. I, I feel more akin to a journalist in that regard. Yeah. Like a journalist isn't an expert on the story they're writing, but they're very good at exploring all the interesting angles of that story. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they'll have interesting stories or trivia and they'll have fun ways to make questions, but other times there's just no good way. And I'm just like, okay, well, that was cool research, but there's there's nothing really I could ask about this. And I'll move on, so... Yeah, more like a journalist is kind of how I feel sometimes. And that's a much more useful way to explain it because people will, you know, find out that I host trivia and they're like, oh my God, you must be a really strong trivia player. And I'm like, no, I might be the boat anchor on your team. I don't know shit. The only time I know the answers to the questions is when I wrote the questions. Yeah. But there's there's this assumption that we're going to be super strong trivia players and I feel like I disappoint people all the time. Gosh. In a recent game, oh, yeah. I mentioned who the president was or I asked her a question about some U.S. president. I used the year 1985. Or I, I, anyway, so I was like, I I forgot who was president in 1985. Is all the kind of the crux of the story. And someone in chat was like, wait, you don't know who the president was in 1985? I'm like, I didn't know at that moment. I just forgot. Yeah, do you know, asshole? I, I think it was right. Reagan, but I might have said Nixon. Anyway, my point is we, we seem very smart because we – prepare ahead of right time. yeah we, we, <laughs> and we don't the questions. get asked the questions that we weren't ready for right so 
Oh, I comes and goes. I can't tell you how many questions I've written that I never would have been able to answer. Like, oh yeah, oh my god. And when like the audience, like when everyone gets a question right, and you're like, I didn't, I would have not gotten this question. Oh, right. Oh, I how did you guys know that? Across the board, I'm like, oh wow. Well, the, on the flip side, when I ask a question, and then like the entire, you know, twenty teams will have the same wrong answer. I then have to go on Google and like, did I was I wrong? Did I have the wrong right. answer? <laughs> what did I What did I do? What the this fuck was almost happened? certainly me, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, the the other side of that whole debacle is, I hate when people ask, "Oh, what's your favorite trivia question?" or "What's your favorite fact?" Like yeah. I, I don't have. I just write questions. I don't <laughs> sit down opinions. at night and like my... make a. Right? <laughs> I don't keep a top 10 board on my wall and I like replace the facts occasionally. So I'll, right. I'll usually just throw something <laughs> like super blue or crass out there. I'll be like, uh, ducks are like notorious rapists. And then they yes! don't ask me anymore and it works yeah. for me. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Boy. Yeah. The, the flip side for me is as much as I do that spiel about how like, I don't know shit. Um, my, my boyfriend turned to me this morning and he's like, did you see that Endgame is no longer the highest grossing movie because Avatar was re-released in China? And I'm like, yeah, fucking course I know that. I own a trivia company. So yeah. there, there are right. some times when I get holier than thou about it. But like when it comes to things like that, like, yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard, dude, thank you. But yeah, for those of you that didn't know, uh, Avatar is once again the highest grossing movie of all time because it was re-released in China. You're welcome. Kind of going back to Wikipedia really quick. Um, Wikipedia is great for kind of like historical-ish things that won't change very often. Right. You know, so if it's like a, an academic historical kind of thing or like something that where, yeah, something that won't change time, I think is a great resource. They, they do update pretty often though. So like a list of highest grossing movies I would expect to have updated with that factoid by now. Mm -hmm. The more but, um, popular something so, is, the more likely it is to be correct. Uh, mm -hmm. But if it's a yes. recent change, then take it with a grain of salt, basically. Yeah. Right. And we get that sixth sense of like controversialish topics. Like I'm probably not gonna look at the Wikipedia page of Jesus. Just mm -hmm. don't think that's gonna provide anything useful. Or of like <laughs> current political figures. Like eh, unless I'm looking for some background on that person, right. I'm not gonna use that as the updated source of information. Really, the quickest way to fact check anything is to ask it a trivia game. Because if you're wrong, <laughs> oh you're absolutely going to hear about it. Oh, that is the truth. <laughs> right, right Jason? You know, I... <laughs> oh, it, really some, somewhere in Illinois, his head just perked up and he went, I feel that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. The With the fact checking, though, I, I still... Unless I feel really confident, you know, about whatever fact I've just taken from whatever source, I'll usually then plug that same thing back into Google. You know, if I find out uh, George Washington was the first redheaded president, I'll then Google redheaded presidents. And, yeah. you know, when another source pops up showing that he was a redhead, feel a little more comfortable about it, and I'll throw that into a question. That is a lot more work than I do. Good for you. <laughs> I, I don't do it always. And there's been more than a few <laughs> questions where I probably should have followed up on them. 
Um, but it, it's it's the ones that sound a little more uh, outrageous or, you know, something like uh, Dance Dance Revolution being the the most played game in schools or something. It, it was something along those lines. Mm. And that felt wrong to me. So that yeah. one, you know, I, I tried going to the Guinness side. I plugged it into Google. Couldn't find any updated statistics on it, which meant I also couldn't find anything uh, saying anything had surpassed it. So I went with it. But it's it's just if something doesn't quite feel right or, you know, seems a little dated, I'll follow up on it. Right. I'm upset it's not Oregon Trail. That's my issue with that question. All right. I thought it would be like a typing game. Mavis Beacon like teaches typing. <laughs> yeah, all right. All the, all the right type. It, it may have been like... I just used this a couple weeks ago and I don't remember what it was, but it it may have been like active game or, you know, physically something. It was something along those lines. In PE classes. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. And that's really cool. Like I'm going to assume that's true because that's a neat fact. Well, watch out. Dance Dance Revolution. I think Beat Saber is going to come take its spot. All right. You know, I actually, I wrote it for, I wrote it for a buddy's birthday question so I can pull it up here. Um, here it is. If, if Dan wants to break the longest playing marathon world record for the Guinness recognized most widely used video game in schools, he'd be sweating for over 16 hours on what game? Uh, and so that's referencing that the world record for longest session of Dance Dance Revolution was over 16 hours and that Guinness has announced it is the most widely used game in schools. Um, Cool. But again, it, it does seem like I I don't I don't really feel confident that it's still that's still I the correct answer. Think... That nothing has surpassed it, but nothing else has been uh announced by Guinness as having beaten it. So Yeah. You're not gonna that's... get any hard concrete proof one way or another for that kind of question. So yeah. kind of that's about as good as you're gonna get. Exactly. Anyway, so it's fine. No, no one in your audience is going to know for sure if their answer is right. Well, actually, Oregon Trail sold six point two million. <laughs> Who is sweating while they're playing Oregon Trail? <laughs> right? <laughs> like clearly, you didn't read the question. Yeah, everyone just shoots too much buffalo. Well, yeah. What I that's very true. ironic. <laughs> what I wound up doing, I, I just I just changed, I tweaked the wording on it a little bit there. So you'll see it says uh, for the Guinness recognized as opposed to, you know, the Guinness record holder yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, technically I, I should be covered if something has been, has surpassed it since then. Right. This one is just at and, one point was recognized. And you bring up like. If there is a kind of a nebulousy fun fact that makes for a good question, but it's not absolute, like there is no way to prove that 100%, then the research only goes as far as the kind of type of question, right? You're not going to find yeah. hard evidence about something a little nebulous like this. It's just the goal is to kind of like think about the question, not know for a fact that it, it's, we're not talking like <clears throat> like largest U.S. cities by population here. We're talking yeah. about it's fun. Exactly. The other uh, interesting thing with research is if you can't nail down that that fact or, you know, a a source that uh, 
validates your whatever you're looking for, you can just change your language. I mean, you can use alleged, you can use claimed, rumored, etc. Like the whole O.J. Simpson being considered for the Terminator. Uh, there there were articles uh in the past where uh james it's that's james cameron right yeah yeah where james cameron has said that uh simpson was considered but nobody would could could think of him as a killer so he wasn't used uh and then he gave other articles you know a couple decades later saying oh no that's just a that's a an old wives tale it's a, a rumor it never happened even though he himself had said so it's like who knows whether it really happened now you just say allegedly (laughs) what person was once considered but then ignored like whatever like you just you just have to use those uh more open-ended words and you can still get away with that stuff yeah and then you kind of skew it to non-academic it's yeah more casual and that's a big part of the craft of what we do is it's not just coming up with the topics and doing the research. It's finding ways. I mean, it's, it's CYA, right? Like cover your ass, figure out a way to ask the question that no one can come back at you and be like, well, actually it's like, no, the question is worded in this way. <laughs> Fuck you. Answer it. <laughs> like a lot of what we do is, is taking the facts that we can find and massaging them into language that directs the player to exactly the answer we want. Oh yeah. It's not always easy. It's like herding sheep sometimes. Yes. You just, just kind of like, you know, you guide them here. You don't push them. You just put a little barrier here, put a little barrier there. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, all the sheep got back into the barn and they're happy and they don't even know the difference. Sorry, I'm not calling you sheep. I'm just using yes, it you as are. an example. <laughs> You're all sheep. Uh, yeah, I don't mean it like that. But herding cattle, is that a better analogy? I don't think so. No. Nope, they're all sheep. Cattle. Cats. You could, cats. yeah. Now, herding cats a cat? is a lot more accurate more when accurate. we're talking yeah. about these trivia players. Sometimes, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they've been drinking a little bit. Oh my god, yeah. those yeah. live venues. You know, I, I want to ask you a question about. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a question about uh, using Wikipedia as a research hub. Uh, has mm. it bitten you in the ass? Probably not. Yeah, that's a good answer. Like I, I I've say, probably not that I could think of immediately. I'm sure I've blocked out all the instances, but, and I mean, I don't know that Wikipedia is to blame so much as my reading comprehension being suboptimal or like, I'm like in court waiting for my case to be called and scrolling through Wikipedia to write questions and I'm just not reading things correctly. Um, But I'm sure there are instances where either Wikipedia was wrong or it was unclear or I didn't do my due diligence. I just have blocked them out because it hurts to be wrong. Yeah, most of the time it's me misreading something or misassuming something and the actual facts of Wikipedia are the same. Right. So, yeah, like 10 to 1, it's most likely me realizing that or like doing research on a person and realize, and implying that they were the same as a different person. Like, yeah, I think I can't come up with like, an example. Like Michael Keane. <laughs> Every every now and then, uh, when somebody finds out that I use Wikipedia to write questions, I'll say, "Oh, how do you know it's accurate? How do you know you can trust it?" And I do notice this more from the older crowd, uh, people who, you know, went through school being told you can't use Wiki as a as a source, or who went to school before Wiki existed <laughs> to not be allowed as a source. 
Um, but I, I do think it's it's really important to kind of defend Wiki here and, and point out that it's a lot a uh, lot more accurate, a lot better um, curated and edited and validated uh, than it used to be. And I, I especially you know if I'm if I'm running late. Uh, we joked about this before starting the recording. Depending on how much time I have to write, you know, everything we talk about here might go out the window. Right. Um, but if if I'm in a crunch situation, I'm not going to feel that bad just taking a wiki article, you know, for what it says and just assuming it's correct. Uh, more often than not, it's going to be. You know, if you've got the time or if it is a questionable uh, issue absolutely follow up on it click on the source i mean they've got the damn link for you right there hmm. on whatever fact you're looking at but um yeah wiki is totally fair have either of you ever tried to edit a wikipedia page i have yes it's have. okay then you can also tell the same I, i'm okay fine i'm not interesting but <laughs> i i used to <laughs> i used to work for a company that the, it was a website that did apples to apples car insurance and we were trying to i was trying to up my own wikipedia cred so we could create and maintain our own wikipedia page and part of that job required commenting and editing on car insurance companies wikipedia pages to make me a knowledgeable editor in that space so my reviews were less subject to intense scrutiny and this was in 2014, so it may be very different. But I just remember sitting at my computer being like, A, this is so tedious. And B, I had no idea that this was what you had to do. Because my boss was, I was like, can I go edit pages about something I know? He's like, no, it needs to be stuff that you're going to be writing about because that makes you less suspect when you edit a car insurance company webpage if you have edits on other car insurance company pages. Which I was like, okay, cool. And from then on, I trust Wikipedia more, probably more than I should. But, you know... Yeah, we were raised like anyone can edit it, and it's it's completely unreliable. I'm like, it's not, it's not that simple. If any of you listeners are really bored, you should go to the Wikipedia. They have a section called Discussion or Talks, and it's the behind the scenes discussions about what should go on the front facing Wikipedia page of a particular mm -hmm. topic. If you want inane, minute details and bickering back and forth, like holy crap, that's where you oh, want to go, right? Like, they're Do like, it. but this shouldn't be included in similar. And you're like, come on, guys. It, yeah, like, it's, they're, it's they're having of, that discussion for you. It's all of our players is who's there. If you really yeah. want <laughs> an interesting rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> there there was an, an incident years ago, in the last 10 years, but I don't know other than that when it was, but the, the gender of Garfield was... <laughs> Very, very hotly debated. And the, the discussion log on the Wikipedia page was insane. It was like all anybody was doing for like 36 hours a couple years ago. It was very weird. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, back in January of this year, I, I went to the page and checked the revision history. I edited the wiki page for Boss Hog because <laughs> I had taken something... From Dukes of Hazard, I had taken something from that wiki page uh, as a trivia question. And then as I was coming up with other questions, uh, I found conflicting information. And so I compared them. I, I did a little bit of a deep dive, got accurate info. Uh, it turned out that the wiki page was wrong. And I went back and edited it uh, 
specifically because of my trivia question writing. I found accurate info and was able to update it, uh, which I was kind of funny. And I just I just went back and checked. It hasn't been undone. Uh, It has apparently (laughs) been accepted as an accurate revision. So that makes me feel a little bit better. You've done your civic duty, Corey. Exactly. You you contributed to humanity's collective knowledge. So I I no longer I no longer need to donate three dollars. Yeah, I've done my part. You only get three. Uh, I get five. Ooh, okay, well, we're not all lawyers, so... <laughs> well, also, I haven't actually made, like... I haven't gotten a check from Trivia in over a year, so maybe I should cons- consider Oof. a downward revision of my donation to Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I'm going to kind of wrap up Wikipedia, since we've talked about going down rabbit holes, wait, which means we wait, are in can, our own rabbit hole. Before we, before we end Wikipedia, I want to tell you guys one short okay. story. Okay, just for you, Corey. I once... I was using Wiki and other websites to try and find the answer to a specific question. That question is, and this was shortly after I moved to the East Coast, um, so it would have been 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, I'm back on the West Coast now. But I noticed over there that the sticks of butter were different. Yes. (laughs) Um, Sticks of butter are different from West Coast to East Coast, and I was trying to figure out, you know, one is like short and squat, the other is long and skinny, and it's... Mm -hmm. It's long and skinny. Wait, Calvin, wait, 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 wait. Why are you, what are you yupping? Is this a thing that people know? Calvin's like sagely like, yeah, absolutely. What the yeah. hell are you talking about? Because I was in Chicago and I noticed that their butter looked different. And I'm like, why is this butter different? And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's it's a really weird question. It comes, okay. it, the arrangement's weird. It comes like four long sticks stacked in like a two by two long yeah. rectangle. Yeah. And yeah. in on the West Coast, it comes short and stubby, and they go four in a row. So it's like a flat rectangle. Whoa. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I was, I was looking it up. I was trying to figure out why. And for the life of me, I could not find anywhere on the internet, Wikipedia or otherwise, a reason for it. I and think not backed up. It was like a big dairy producer did it that way on the west coast and they served like west of the rockies basically is about the closest i got to that answer but wow. it's unfounded and once again i don't even have the exact details but it's not set in stone are what y'all seriously I gonna tease me and because... not give me an answer yeah there better be an answer at the end of this or i'm rage quitting the show okay <laughs> go cory totally oh, there man. there will be an answer <laughs> oh thank god uh what i did well, because i was so frustrated is I just created an answer. I went on the Wikipedia page for butter and I I went to the appropriate section and I edited it to say that in, you know, over here it's done this way due to the uh, surface area and the overall average humidity and temperature. It works better on the East Coast to be this way and better on the (laughs) West Coast. And, uh... For a few months, I would check it like every week to see, and <laughs> and I I added a source, but oh, it was Lord. it was you know some edu source, and then the link uh, led to a page that says, oh, the article being referenced seems to have been archived or deleted, which which <laughs> isn't uncommon to run into on Wiki. Oh my Corey. gosh, 
Uh, but I, I'm glad I didn't use Whitaker that article. I would, I would check it for weeks, and it never disappeared. And it got to the point where I forgot about it. And you know, every every year or so, I'd remember and I'd go back. It was up there for like eight or nine years. Oh no! Uh, before it finally <laughs> disappeared. I don't know. I haven't looked recently, but I, I do. Uh, I think I recall a few years ago that it it had disappeared. You've uh, been banned so, from I mean, the for life. <laughs> Exactly. No butter. An answer they've got your, was they've got your provided. Picture on the wall. Oh my god. I'm yeah. so I'm so upset. Oh wait, wait. Because here's United here's the thing, States is packaging. No. Uh, Tell us about yeah, no, East no, Coast my, butter, Aaron. My my answer is gone. So good. But you our, can, our, Aaron. I'll I'll give you. Go go go. I want to learn. Yeah, yeah you keep butter. talking. I was going to say our our butter comes in either like half sticks or full sticks in in two by twos, and that's definitely a thing. I'd never, I'd be super weirded out if I saw them all in one big tube like a fucking Toblerone or something. But the bigger the bigger issue for me here is that I've spent the last fifteen minutes extolling the virtues of Wikipedia, and then Captain <laughs> Butter over here is like, no, listen it to took this a long fantastic, time. this is lie that I told for eight years. But it's been right. <laughs> Okay, but so, it's gone now, which is how you know Wiki can be trusted. Eventually. They they caught my lie. <laughs> no more stories But now, you, tonight I'm going to get drunk and dive through the revision history and see if I can find out when it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll be my... me. That'll be my exciting Sunday night. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> wrap me up Wikipedia, because we've gone... We've been talking about Wikipedia for a long time We've now, destroyed but we do it. use Wikipedia it. Wikipedia has so, been so burned often. as a source. Check, check. But, uh, check I just want to conclude Instagram. Check the Quadrivia <laughs> Instagram for a picture of East Coast and West Coast butter. There you go. Um, just two comments about Wikipedia is one. I found that if you ask questions where the answer is like a number, like what number of blah blahs did a blah blah, that that gets the well actually crowds out pretty strong, <laughs> and it's it's. It's harder to lock down for sure, right? Because like, you know, like things like how many Super Bowls and you talk about pre-Super Bowl champion, or, you know, like that kind of stuff gets annoying. So like I tend to avoid those kind of entirely so that I don't get people pulling out Wikipedia and saying it's wrong. And it's easier to ask a question that's like the answer. And then the other thing I use a lot in Wikipedia, and this is a hint to all aspiring trivia writers, but I do like these sections of if it's a person legacy to see how that person's relevant outside of whatever they were famous for. And also like kind of in pop culture, because once again, I like seeing how something in a particular subject has transcended being relevant to just that subset and how it affects kind of our collective human knowledge as a whole so those yeah. are the two sections i really like in finding interesting information the disambiguation page is where i start i mean other than google like once i asked the psychics question then i went to wikipedia and looked up physics on wikipedia and the disambiguation page does a lot of heavy lifting for me for that reason because it's still technically on topic but it is a way mm -hmm. to discuss this thing in a different like you were talking before calvin about kind of poking around the edges of stuff it's a good way to get other angles and things that I never would have heard of, heard of or thought of because it's just other areas of things that have the same name but are either completely different or are only related. And it's so incredibly useful. Yeah, totally agree. You know, we, were, we kind of talked about uh, transitioning away from the wiki conversation and yet there's actually so much more to talk <sighs> about here. 
There really is. Um, you know, one thing I'll do, general knowledge is probably the hardest round for me to write because you can't just Google general knowledge and read up on generally known things to come up with questions. I mean, you um, can, but you're getting so that how I've... I met your mother sketch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so one, one thing that I've taken to doing lately is I'll go to uh, the wiki homepage and I'll just click random article. Raw. <sighs> The random and, article. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's it can be rough sometimes. Sometimes you'll go 20 in a row getting things like 2017 KNSB Dutch Single Distance Championships Men's 10,000 Meters. And then <laughs> Exponential Technology. And then Virginia's 79th House of Delegates District. And then Aria Fachin, a Canadian dance pop singer. But yeah. eventually you'll find some shit that you can use. Um, and it, it helps if there's just nothing in your head hitting that random article page, eventually you're going to find something that sticks out, uh, and it, it can be a lifesaver. I, I have a tip for you there, Corey. I go to the simple Wikipedia language oh. and then I do my random searches there. Cause if someone's bothered to make a simplified translation, of it, it's probably more well known than your Dutch speed skaters or Canadian <laughs> I like pop that. songs. I'm gonna have That's to remember. Idea. I will absolutely use that. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing I've done to avoid all those that random shit now is I'll, you know, I, I'm often either listening to music or watching a movie while I'm writing trivia. And so, say I'm watching Batman vs Superman, uh, I'll go to that. the Wikipedia page for Batman vs Superman. <laughs> Just throw that in there. Dawn of Justice. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I play what I call Wiki 7. And I'll just I'll click on the uh, seventh uh, hyperlink in the article. <laughs> and if I don't like... This one happens to be Zack Snyder, believe it or not. Hmm. And if I don't Even like that, too. then I'll click on the seventh uh, in there, which is Man of Steel. And uh, I'll just... I'll go through it that way and can usually find... Uh, it's kind of a six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Um, but if you start off with something, you know, common or general, like Dawn of, or, uh, Batman versus Superman, you're, you're generally going to stay in a, a fairly safe set of, uh, categories or pages that you'll be able to find information and questions on. And so I've been yeah. doing that recently. And I just, That's I cool. call it the wiki seven. We'll see if that takes off. <laughs> I like that. Um, it, similar. It you never know. Um, similar. We used to play this game and you can't see me, but I'm putting game in, in air quotes. Um, when I was in like middle and early high school and Wikipedia was still kind of a new thing. And we still had computer classes because you had to go to one place where all the computers were. Um, and it was, it wasn't like an educational event. It was just us being bored in computer class because we could all type just fine where we'd walk in and someone would say, all right, today's word is snuffleupagus, right? And everyone started on the Wikipedia homepage and only clicking on links, you had to get to the snuffleupagus page. And it was uh, how we entertained that. ourselves. Yeah. And I feel like you could do the same kind of thing. Like, you know, I'll give Rob a word and he can only, every Wikipedia page he lands on, he has to write a question about or something. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. As we said, Wikipedia is an endless source of 
information, entertainment, and everything in between. Yeah. All the reasons are on there. There are other websites on the internet <laughs> other than what? Wikipedia. So let's talk about TV tropes. Oh, God. <laughs> That's too. Well, Speaking if you want to breach holes. it. Oh, my gosh. I could complain about TV tropes. But oh. I just want to float it more generally. Like, other than Wikipedia, are there any other kind of sites that you want to call out as particularly useful? Actually, TV tropes does come in handy sometimes uh and imdb you know any kind of uh, large database like that um but i'll say talking about imdb just go for the strict facts i hate i i enjoy reading you know, like the imdb movie trivia section i i enjoy reading the trivia page on you know individual movies but i don't there's no source uh, you know ever associated with any of them and a lot of it uh, seems to be kind of hearsay, and I just I don't even bother with that. I stick with IMDb for finding like, you know, movies or TV shows that multiple people uh, yeah. worked on together, like stuff like that. Just just hard facts come from IMDb for me. You don't you don't pour over the DVD bonus extras just to confirm a trivia fact. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I'm sure I'll get there eventually. I use Know Your Meme a lot. Um, it's it's pop culture and I'm not super great at pop culture. Um, so it's useful. And the other shout out I want to give is to Jeffrey Seguritan does a current events trivia roundup. He's on Patreon. Um, and I, I use him as a resource because I don't want to dig through the news because the news is fucking depressing. So he does me a tremendous service. And if you're a regular player um, of my game or other games, and I, I've, I've tipped this hand before, so I don't feel bad doing it, but um it's a it's a guide to just what's going on in the world, and I love it. And you should all check it out and support what he's doing because he's doing really great work. Um, as for me, some I I'll tell you what I tend not to use. I don't really like using anything game show related, right? Like, or just I think all of us are in that mindset of like assuming we have the time and we're not rushed. Like, I don't like looking up other people's trivia questions as a starting point. I I feel like I'm in it because I like writing questions. So what's the point in using someone else's? And uh, other than that, I, I do this thing where I try to take news feature pieces and somehow craft a trivia question out of them because I think it's worth sharing for other people to know, but that usually becomes a very lengthy and wordy question. So it doesn't go over all that well all the time, but I, I do feel like um, distilling a fun, story something something interesting and noteworthy into a trivia question is a little more like okay i'll kind of remember that going in the future versus state capitals or what have yous and then you feel like you're so doing I, your I actually have a, a service yeah kind of like i'm gonna give you a mini like i'm 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 sharing interesting facts with you under the guise of a trivia question right and learn hopefully something. you get right still and you learn yeah. something interesting yeah mm-hmm I actually have a different mindset uh, in regards to other trivia questions. I mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind using them as a starting point. I guess I, I kind of look at it as a source the same as, you know, uh, wiki or a news article or anything else where it's just somebody presenting information that I can take in and turn into my trivia question. You know, it's one thing if you're just Googling uh 
Wisconsin trivia and then copy pasting those. But you can Google Wisconsin trivia and see what other people are asking about Wisconsin and take that subject and make your own question from it. Um, and, and I don't have any problem doing, you know, I do that myself sometimes. I think that type of source is more likely to come up if I'm running late. You know, I, I've been working on it for a while and I'm at the end of my rope. I'm like, I need to get something out that I'm more likely to find that sort of inspiration. Totally. Uh, but it's still, you still have to make it your own. You've still got to write your own question from it. But yeah, it's just, for me, it's just another set of information that's been put out there that I can take in and yeah. change, like manipulate, try, rewrite. Try not to. Try not yeah. to. Uh, yeah. Confession, I've used some of the IMDb trivia questions oh, before absolutely. when I needed the movie as an answer. So <laughs> I'm no saint. And it and it does, you know, it, again, it comes down to the craft of it. It comes down to making it your own. Um, one of the things that Rob and I do sometimes is we'll watch game shows together. Like The Chase is one we've been watching a lot of. And I don't know how familiar y'all are with the show, but they do a multiple choice round. And what we did for, I think we did this round already, was multiple choice questions that we didn't agree on what was the right answer. We took that fact, the, the, the <laughs> fact nugget from that question and made that into a question because it helped both of us retain the fact. Hmm. And it was like, here's some some ready-made stuff that we can then flip around and make into something that was usable. So That's it is, but it is like about, that. yeah, thanks. It is about just making it your own and, and not just regurgitating. Although I have absolutely been known to take learned lead questions wholesale and I'm not going to apologize for it because I use it as an advertisement for learned lead. Like if you like these questions, you'll love this nerdy thing that we do. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're usually pretty difficult, but uh, right. occasionally they'll have some, even me, because I know some of my players are in Learned League, and then mm -hmm. I'll like go, to, I'll be answering a question one week, I'm like, damn, that's a really good trivia question, right. but I can't <laughs> use it because I know there's people scattered in my players that are like, oh, I, I, I saw this question before, so. You know, I, uh, I, I think that the source of the question, the source of the information, is also going to depend a lot on what type of question you're asking. Um, so if I'm writing a common bond round where I need a specific word, you know, I'll, I'll hit the J archive up. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. find that mm -hmm. word on J archive and still rewrite it one to be a question uh, and <laughs> two to fit my show, my voice, my style. Totally. But you know, I'm guilty of that too. Oh yeah. And, and something like that is just invaluable for working the right word into your common bond round. I just kind of want to follow up really quick about popularity as well. So I think earlier in the conversation, we mentioned Reddit, and there's a lot of subreddits that provide interesting information. However, I once again, I know that there's a lot of players who read Reddit. And yeah. if I ask a question on the same day that a fact appears on the main page, it's right. like, okay, I know people have seen <laughs> that in that context. So either like, I, if it's that interesting, I'll like jot it down and I'll use it like three months later, hopefully when like something interesting around the topic happens and I could like reword it to make it make sense. But, um, I don't like, I don't like people, I don't like people referencing something trivia e to as the reason why they got the question you know what i mean like i don't like like if someone's like oh i've seen that as a trivia question before i'm like eh, i don't really like that I'd, I'd rather i hope people 
get their answers slightly more organically than like, oh, I saw it in Today I Learned, or I saw it on Jeopardy last night, or yeah. I saw it in Learning League this morning, stuff like that. I think this will be the first time I've, I've brought this up on the podcast, but uh, I do have another source that I, I actually use pretty often, uh, both for writing questions and for coming up with themes. And it's checkaday.com. Oh. Check, uh, and then the letter I, checkaday.com. And it's one of those sites that lists all of the stupid holidays that you have on any given day. <laughs> and if I'm just absolutely, forgive the typing in the background here. Yeah. Uh, if I'm absolutely just stumped on what I'm going to ask questions about today, some of our holidays today are California Strawberry Day, Healthy Fats Day, Teenager Day, French Bread, Buzzard Day. That's actually of, not a bad resource. Like right? you don't this even have amazing. to say, "Oh, today is National Cupcake Day." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. What does the New York Bakery Magnolia make or some? Or you know, like yeah. you could just kind of like play it low key and just use it as a. Yeah. Today like, is the International Day of Forests, so you could write an entire round of about forests. You know. Yeah. Um, it's also the and, International Day for Elimination of Racial Discrimination, which I feel like should not just happen one day a year. Yeah, right. That's... No, today today is the only day that we have to eliminate racial discrimination. Mm-hmm. Right. So even though you're going Three, two, to one, hear go. this this uh, podcast a couple weeks in the future, I'm hoping we'll that let you know if it was on eliminated. this day. Yeah, <laughs> on March 21st. We'll let you know if people are successful today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fingers crossed for the future. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a huge resource for me. Oh, that's clever. This is I like that. Amazing. Those and provide I've, good keywords. I've used it for writing questions. Uh, and I've I've used it for trivia adjacent things. Like sometimes I'll do bonus points. I'll get on here and I'll see that today's National Flower Day and I'll I'll put on my social media post, "Hey, today's National Flower Day. If you come to trivia tonight with a flower tucked behind your ear, your team gets two bonus points." Things like that. Uh yeah, it's a little more useful on like national uh, chocolate covered macadamia nuts day. <laughs> I'm like, hey, bring me chocolate covered macadamia yeah. nuts. National pumpkin pie day. I'm gonna give you five points. But yeah, it's it's great, and I not all of them are you know the most useful, especially if you want it as like an actual. Oh, is this and you know I've done is this a real holiday? True or false stuff before, and you'll wanna. Yeah. You'll want to look up some of those, but this website in particular usually has a learn more and it'll like, there's a novel written about buzzard day. And I like it because even <laughs> if you know, it's national forest day, because let's say you're a serious trivia player and you follow this site now that Corey mm-hmm. mentions, it, it's like, okay, <laughs> well, you know, it's national forest day. What are you going to do? Research every forest? Exactly. Right angle just so that you could get potentially one question right and that's only if Corey's running late (laughs) (laughs) you know like i like it however it's like the answer is not national forest day it's you know it's open-ended it could be anything and yeah i i like all my players but i don't like it too much when my players like prep for trivia you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm like just 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 organically find out what you know 
Just I mean, if we're doing a themed trivia, if we're doing a Lord of the Rings trivia, then oh, yeah, go nuts. Separate. And and yeah. on those nights, I'm t- typically going to favor the the more well prepared teams. Anyways, I'm going to be asking exactly. the the harder questions. Like, yes, yeah, so you should rewatch Lord of the Rings or reread Lord of the Rings yeah. if <laughs> you're going to. But otherwise, I want you to there. come in. Otherwise, I want you to come into trivia blind and just enjoy yeah. it and know what you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, check that out sometime. Hopefully that helps some people. Uh, What if you're not writing a question? A, here's the information. What is the catalyst for said information? If you're not writing that, what what are sources you have for picture rounds, for music rounds, for Uh, uh, claymation rounds? If you guys want to start, if you guys want to talk about music, it's a, it's a slight, I've, I've opinions about music because... I think most people have opinions about music. Well, I have opinions about music and trivia and what it's it's hard for me to gauge what's popular or not, so I'm curious how you guys do it. Because I'll just give some full disclosure, like um my parents aren't from the United States, so I didn't grow up listening to like Americana music. And I remember offhand uh I'm this is not the fault of the trivia host, but um, I remember the comment being like, oh, yeah, you can always ask questions about the Beatles or Led Zeppelin. Everyone knows them. Oof. I'm just like, while that's true for a lot of people, there's a certain demographic that it's not true for. So like that and music is just one area of it that I would kind of focus on because once again, I listened to them growing up. Uh, how do you guys gauge when you do research for music rounds? What's worthy of being asked versus not being asked? It is almost entirely billboard. You go by the billboard. Yeah. Uh, if it hasn't hit, you know, hot 100, if it's, you know, if it hasn't charted, then I'm going to be a lot more uh, reticent about utilizing it. So I found that billboard works really well for kind of like pop songs, right? But if you go into the slightly like popular but more obscure genres, right? So anything kind of indie rock related or uh but um, see reggae or something else they don't chart nearly as well even though they're very ubiquitous right but that that's a kind of a good thing on i mean a lot as in like 90 percent of the music that i enjoy and listen to is not billboard charting music yeah um but that also means that 90% of the music that I listen to is not going to be generally attainable answers. Uh. Something that is charting is, just, especially if it's top 40, if it's top 40 charting, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to hear it whether you are seeking it out or not. You're going to hear it playing on the radio in you know, the dentist office or at the grocery store, or if you're in an Uber, you know, your Uber driver's got music. Like you're going to hear these songs. They're going to be in commercials. They're going to be in other media. They're going to be on soundtracks for movies. You're watching these songs are coming up. There's a reason why they're on that massive chart and they're going to be safer to use. Like I tried to do a rock round the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. Even using the rock chart, uh, songs that performed really well on Billboard rock hits, it didn't go that well because yeah, if people don't listen to rock, they're not as likely to hear it 
because it's not being played at their doctor's office. It's not, it's not hold music. And so it's, it may not be like your favorite music to listen to, but if it's top 40, it's going to be a pretty safe. safe. Yeah. Yes. You're not going to be making a lot of people feel left out. So unfortunate, but, but attainable. Yeah. So full disclosure, I, in the last year have started outsourcing music entirely to Rob because he knows more about music than I do. I discovered REM when I was 12 and that was kind of it. I've been stunted. (laughs) Um, But before that, um, I would use, I'd use billboard. I'd use stuff that I'd heard of because that's a really good way to know if something's popular enough. If I've heard of it, so is everyone else. Um, Calvin, I think you did bring up a, a really good point that I think is always worth highlighting when it comes up is how white dude centric, America centric trivia can be and how we need to do better about that. Um, but I, I suck at it, which is, like I said, part of why I outsource. I think last week our, our theme and, you know, the theme is just a guiding star, right? It's mm-hmm. there's so many songs. How do I pick just 10? Last week, Rob found a playlist that was something like songs that white people love. <laughs> and it it slayed because it was songs that white people were like yeah um yeah. It's you know browsing super through, unfortunate but yeah yeah, yeah. and it was 10 it, great songs <laughs> right like yeah it's it's just like so i'll occasionally have like someone who's not from the u.s it doesn't have to be about race it's just like whether you're you grew up in america or your parents grew up in america and you mm-hmm. had the radio going on right like that's kind of more that than anything race leaning, but songs from the eighties, if you came to the U S even into the two thousands, you're not going to know songs from the eighties necessarily, whether you're from Europe, Asia, Australia, even, I don't even know if they get music down there. No, they Um, haven't invented it. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I, I, it's something I keep on my radar. I, I do try to slowly push the boundaries you know, like if you go by Spotify plays, you know, there's a lot of like Latin music coming up. That's, mm-hmm. I think, also on the cusp of becoming very popular in the United States. Right. You you have a bunch of like kind of like newish reggaeton artists. And, you know, it's not and you know, the crossroads become it's popular. You know, it's hit the billboard, but it's not white people music. Yeah. How does it play? And I think there's a whole discussion to be had about how how music is tracked. Like it's something that I feel like pops up in, in trivia host conversations every now and then because like the way that streams get counted as downloads versus sales versus whatever, like those numbers I feel like are becoming less and less meaningful, which doesn't help us at all because we need yeah. some way. Um, but I also oh, think, yeah. like you said, there's nothing wrong, Calvin, with music that y'all don't know like i feel like a good music round is where at least one person comes up to me and says hey what was number four i'd never heard it but i love it and i need to know what it was totally and that's that's great if you and that's i mean that's what i try to do and i think what we all try to do is like let's let's get you guys educated and music is a way to do that that people don't always think of yeah but i make rob do all of it so i really shouldn't talk (laughs) one of one of my some of my favorite uh, artists to kind of slip into music rounds that don't necessarily chart as well will be like the Paolo Nutinis or the uh, Mika, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I do want to. It's Radiohead. I feel like Radiohead's <laughs> one of those bands that everyone knows about, but they've never even come. Okay, cool. Sorry. 
I should take it back. Uh, newer Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like anything after Creep. today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So cool older Radiohead's right. fine. But like all their like newer stuff is all well outside of Billboard. But I feel like everyone knows they're very, they sound a very certain way. When, when you reveal nice. Radiohead, everyone's going to go, oh. Oh, yeah. But exactly. they right. still weren't going to get it. Yeah, and I, I do want to stress, I don't think, that, like I said, using the, the Billboard Top 40, using the Billboard charts, it's safe. safe. That's all I'm saying I about agree it, wholeheartedly that with that. It, mm-hmm. you know, it, it may not be the best. It's definitely yeah. not the most um, diverse. <laughs> but, I mean, it sucks, but, but it's safe. Yeah. But no one's going to come at you going, how the hell are we supposed to know this? This is whatever music. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's safe. Oh, no, hey, I've had you, people you, I've had you, people do that, actually. With with current Billboard songs, I feel like you get that a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell is this Dua Lipa? I've never yeah. heard of her before. Right. We did, and I just, I tried to, I want to throw this out real quick because it was my favorite music round ever. Um, we try to do occasionally, we'll mix things in. Like I once did a round where it was foreign language covers of famous songs and you had to name the language it was being sung in. So I try to throw oh, stuff in like that sometimes because it upsets that. people. Um, I will find the playlist and send it to you. But Rob did a round not too long ago that was mashups of songs with WAP. And you had to name the song that wasn't WAP. <laughs> oh, no. And That's let me cruel. tell you, there's some, there's some good stuff out there. I oh would recommend gosh. investigating that. Can I get that, that playlist instead Absolutely. of the other one? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. You know, send them both uh, at risk of uh, getting myself some fine from some governing body, <laughs> holy fuck, I love YouTube videos. <laughs> they, yes. uh, YouTube is such an incredible source for covers of songs and mashups of songs. And I, I genuinely, I try whenever I can. Like if I find a really good postmodern jukebox, I'll go to Amazon and I'll buy the track or I'll buy the, the album. But so many of them, there's there's no way to really buy it. And I'm like, there's no way I'm not going to use this. It is I, so good. And so I've every now and then I'll actually try, if I'm doing, you know, country covers of pop songs and I get a really good one, I'll I'll throw like the YouTube channel into the mm-hmm. answer round and try to try to assuage my guilt that way. Yeah. But, oh, cool. good stuff. Yeah, and it's fun when research just turns into just browsing the internet under the oh, yeah. illusion of research. I'm totally doing trivia right now, he said. Yep. 15 <laughs> YouTube videos in. <laughs> it's important, important work. I got the trivia question like written in the first two minutes, but I'm finishing the 70-minute documentary because... <laughs> well, yeah, you got to know how it ends. There might be another one out there. I yeah. similar to what you were just talking about, Aaron. I did uh, "Hello" by Adele, and I I took mm. the chorus of that song and played it in ten different uh, languages and had them identify them. And it was a really, really interesting and fun round. I think I played that one. Um, it, was it was super fun. One of them was Pig Latin. Yes, which was, that one pissed me was, off. The rest was of it funny. was fun. <laughs> and number ten was American Sign Language. So it was, I used it at my shows that had screens. And uh, when it came time to play number 10, instead of playing audio, I put it up on the screen. It was really cool. And I mean, it's kind of a gimme question, but it was also. Is Hello just a a wave of the hand or is it? 
No, you Is know it... what? I'll I'll share it with you on Discord. Okay. Maybe it'll make gotcha. its way onto the website or the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. Cool. All right. So so what else other than music or other than Billboard? For photos and visual rounds, th- I found a lot of trivia skews towards entertainment. Right. They're usually scenes from movies or scenes of or pictures of celebrities. I kind of like I like geography also as a visual round where like the answers are countries. So whether it's currency, it's passports, it's landmarks, it's maps, so on and so forth. I I like um, those kind of visuals as well. So just mixing it up from solely like Google Maps is pretty much good enough for that kind of stuff or at least the geography maps part. Um, there's online repositories of passports and <laughs> currency is weird. There are some online versions of currency, but if you try to import an image of a banknote into Photoshop, it'll say, are you sure you're not counterfeiting money? <laughs> so, oh God. Is yeah. this a crime? I, I did that round once. I did that yeah. round once and it was so annoying trying to get the images into Photoshop. Clippy pops up and goes, it looks like you're committing a crime. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So those are some of the resources I use just outside of entertainment. Aren't, wasn't, wasn't it you that helped me with the uh, picture round just a couple weeks ago? The wiki how round? Oh, my favorite. Okay. You're bringing back Wikipedia. (laughs) <laughs> wiki wiki how wiki how all roads lead to wikipedia oh okay wiki how i'm sorry i, I know another game called wiki who which is different than wiki how but wiki still wiki how still gets included into that wiki category aaron did you see the wiki how round that that we made the picture i on? did not no it was uh find two different articles on wiki how take three pictures from one article and one picture from the other article and then the players have to identify which question didn't match up or was which picture was from the other article oh that's and cool it, i mean the the results were very mixed when it was used it, it's a very hard one to like just look and know even trying to reason some of them out they were just so mm-hmm. off the wall but it was one of the best received rounds I have ever hosted because oh, wow. people, in, as I was going over the answers, I revealed what the articles were mm-hmm. and people had so much more fun just finding out what the fuck article these pictures <laughs> were coming from. And it, it was just, it was incredible. So that'll, that'll That's have cool to be idea. another one that we share uh, either on the website or Instagram, but yeah, it was, it was really great. And that, that was you, wasn't it Calvin that helped you uh, with that? I, don't believe so, but I saw the game. Now I don't know who the hell was helping me. Then. Yeah, I know. You can you can also well, share it. They came in clutch. DMs. Whoever it was. Yeah. And Aaron, do you, I got you. Do you do visual rounds? I do. Oh, yep. nice. Uh, what are kind of your ideas for visual rounds? Or I guess uh, it's kind of turned into ideas other than research, right? But still. But yeah. Um. So Corey has been super helpful in a lot of instances where it's that like noon on a Thursday when I'm like, Oh shit, I have previous rounds he's done that I've used and I always appreciate it, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's just what, what pings off something in my brain. Um, we've done, uh, yeah, of course I can't come up with any examples off the top of my head. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's the easy one. There's flags, there's stills from movies. There's, yep. I, yep. I was, I don't know why, but I was not prepared to answer this question. Um, (laughs) But you, I mean, you guys are right. Like the, 
the instinct is always like TV show stills or movie stills. We did do one round that was really fun. Um, it was uh, David Levesey put it together for us. It was just gay representation in TV shows. You just have to name the TV show and that was it. But it was a really cool opportunity for him to talk about what it was like to see gay people portrayed on TV and like, oh, that's me and how important that was. So, mm-hmm. you know, whenever we can use it as a vehicle for other stuff, we like to. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just the fireworks one. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. This was a cool one that we did. Um, the week after new year's was we showed you a picture of fireworks, New Year's fireworks over a skyline and you had to name the city. Ah, that's cute. So yeah, it's just how, how can we ask the same damn questions in a different way that makes people think they've never answered this question before? Yeah. It's it's a twist. Foot stuff. (laughs) I think it was shoes. Yeah, oh, it was right. it was okay, just shoes. It. We show you a picture <laughs> yeah. of a shoe, you name the shoe. Some of them are more complicated than others. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like my internal aspiration is can I do something that a sporical quiz has not done yet? Right, and probably the not. The answer is yes. I feel good. Right. You know. Like that's my aspiration. Doesn't mean I'm successful, but it's an aspiration. Right. And for me, kind Oops. of a a key a key thing is how how much image manipulation do I have to do because Corey yours are in depth and I love it um Rob did one where he photoshopped it was right after Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away he photoshopped her collar onto other bad bitches um that is the extent of the image manipulation willing to do because that stuff takes so much time so (laughs) Corey mad respect for what you do because it, it it is time consuming there there have been some uh, trivia gigs where I, I spent easily as much time on the picture round as I did on the other four rounds. Mm-hmm. Not always, but that would be like the ones where I, I draw celebrities in MS Paint. And I am, <laughs> Those are, I am not an amazing. artist. I am right. Not, or like the Microsoft Paint movie posters. And because I'm a shitty drawer and I'm sitting here using a mouse and a keyboard, like... They come out rough and they take a long time, but they are always really well received. They're fun to make. They're fun to host. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have I have fun with that. Uh, likewise with the the music rounds. You know, I yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've spent more hours than I needed to just beat matching for a mashup or whatever. Um, yeah, it's. But it's it's fun, and I I think that the players see that too, and it yeah it helps I, yeah it's definitely way more interesting. Like I'm not knocking just playing a snippet oh, of a song. Of I think there's nothing wrong with it, but I I think the players appreciate that. the The few times I've tried to done do my own pictures and or song things, uh, it's got you actually spent time. How, like how much time do you spend on this? Right. You spend You're not this, just punching right? the and clock. Like, Ooh, exactly. Yeah. Like we're not. Yeah, we're not looking up. Uh, yeah, we're not looking up Sporkle, right? So, right. Yeah. Well, we, at least yeah, no, we, we as trivia hosts, offer you more than that. Usually, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not busy, right? right. So, you can expect a little creativity from us. Well, well, did we did we miss anything in in terms of uh, resources oh and and researching? Does like anyone it's... does anyone still bust out the encyclopedia or the dictionary or you know, do you do anything offline? I, I mean, no. straight up, I I don't. It's no. all so, online. Not unless it's sourcing like an answer that I'll use later. Yeah. Or or I happen to have a book in front of me. 
Um, you did just remind me, Corey, I once was bullied by a librarian into taking home the entire World Book Encyclopedia from the year 1963. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> okay. it's in my friend's you can do attic. You 1963 round. I, oh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking there's a throwback Thursday in the future where like, I'm going to ask oh, you a God. question based on the 1963 World Book Encyclopedia. Like, for example, who is president right now? <laughs> like, the, oh, like JFK I, was still alive when this was published. Dash current. Oh, gosh. I love those kinds of rounds. I, mm. I've done a few. Like, I, I've actually done that as just throwbacks to my own old rounds. I've said, hey, you know, four years ago on this date, I wrote a current events round. It was... 2016 at the time we're gonna answer these questions like it like we're back then and yeah, people have to like it's people just have to try to remember you know what was happening back then and it can be really fun mm -hmm. or really hard <laughs> right i do that i'll always do a year interview where i'll just grab 10 what were current events questions at the time and it was extra fun last year because i matched it up with one of the 10 plagues and people are like People are always like, oh, my God, this happened in this last year. That's wild. And also, sometimes it's really hard. They're like, I knew this cold eight months ago, and now I don't even know what those words mean in that order. And it's great. Uh, yeah. What about you, Corey? Do you use any non-online resources? Nope. <laughs> Short, easy answer. <laughs> Moving on. There we go. Well, I think, I think that covers it. I mean, we as trivia hosts do spend most of our time researching and writing questions. So we do have a lot to say about it. But if you think we've left anything off or is there's any particular area that you would like to know more about. Or if you want to share any of your research sources Absolutely. with us. Yeah. How, how can they do that? <laughs> uh, you could submit your questions or comments to us at <laughs> our email at quadriviapod at gmail.com. Or you could reach us at our website at quadriviapodcast.com. Um, one very, very easy way to help us out is to submit your keywords to us. As we mentioned earlier in the show, that's a very fun jumping off point for us, whether it's for a theme or a single question. It is always fun to hear what other people have to say to us that we don't come up with ourselves. So please do share your keywords with us. And... With that being said, um, I forget, Corey, what, what's the next part of this show? What, what uh, do we have to do next? This is the part of the show where we have Aaron uh, make fun of Ron. Ron? Who the <laughs> do, fuck is Ron? Do you know anyone named Ron? I have no idea. <laughs> Who's Ron? We have Aaron make fun of Rob for uh, about 15 minutes, and then we sign off. That sounds great. What's yeah. best about this is he is sitting right next to me, but he can't hear you guys. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to the next 15 minutes. <laughs> oh you know what he's actually been Sorry really helpful when i talk shit okay. to people on facebook lately so i'm gonna I'm be nice to him he's yeah he was telling me this... here he was telling me that you tagged oh. him into that group that's been giving him so much heartburn oh cool <laughs> yeah i really oh, yeah. yeah thanks Corey. that softball transition didn't quite work out the way i intended it to oh i know i i took it and i ruined it <laughs> intentionally yeah all, all right i'll do you i'll do you right here it's time for the keyword challenge. Brittany Shaw from from Washington State sent us this word that Aaron is going to read for you. Uh, nope, Brittany, you're going to guess, and then up? I'm going to tell you how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, great, great. 
You know what? Actually, I think I know who this might be the person who was talking about coming to my shows when they they open back up. So that'd be awesome. Um, Brittany, thank you for sending in the word castorium. Yep, I, I know what it is, but I've only read it. I've never like heard it mm. or had to talk about it. Uh, castorium. That's that's like the the beaver butt juice, right? We ask we ask a question about beaver butt juice <laughs> at least twice a year. No, okay. it was it just badger. Keeps coming it up. was badger butt juice before. I was about to say I felt like I was the only person who didn't know what that was, and thank you for telling me. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you glad that that is what it is, right? It's it's the the yeah anal gland secretion from beavers that mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay. uh, we won't go into it we'll just uh, save that for the trivia question i'm uh, looking forward to my wikipedia searches we're all on the same wikipedia page right now <laughs> and my new targeted right. ads at this point we're gonna take 10 minutes we're gonna stare at some beaver ass and uh we'll we'll be back Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you, you can check us out online at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast. And you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back from the rabbit hole of beaver ass juice with some questions. And I'm going to go first because I'm the one who's currently talking. Here's my question. Castorium is a food additive used in many types of flavorings, including but not limited to vanilla and what other flavor, which is also the color of Mr. Nelson's favorite flat crowned hat. Um, who's Mr. Nelson? Right. That's, that's part of the question, sir. What- I'm asking. Yeah, I'm asking Corey. I know. <laughs> Would that be the? Uh, what, what was the the what was Archie's Jughead Jughead Nelson? He wears a flat crowned hat, right? And his favorite thing is hamburgers. How did I not in in researching Castorium? How do I not know the answer to this? Um, um what other flavor is it? A I don't know. I'll just be guessing. Also, color of Mr. Nelson's favorite flat brown, flat crowned hat. The color of it, I can't. I don't know. No, it's not. It's, it's like Jughead Jones. So who is who the fuck Mr. is Nelson. Mr. Nelson? Flat crowned hat. I don't know. I feel like I'm like focusing on the wrong part of the question. Anyways, um, well, I'm not going to know it from Beaver Astro, so <laughs> this is all I have to go work with. <laughs> If I know who Mr. Nelson is, then I know what his hat is. But I don't want to sound stupid, especially after the Jughead Jones thing. It's okay. We're all friends here. Do you Do you know what Prince's birth name was? Oh, I have no idea. But that's a Raspberry Beret then, isn't it? Because Prince... No, Prince had a... It's a beret is a, a flat-crowned hat. Right? But that's... That's not his favorite hat. Is that the lady's favorite hat that he's saying about? Anyway, I like that I as know. an answer. I, don't I would remember. not assuming Mr. Nelson is Prince. Let's say Raspberry. I think he had like a song. Didn't he have like a song called yeah. Mr. Nelson? 
No, but he had a song called Raspberry Beret. Well, I know. They, well, that's which is why oh, okay. I came to that. Um, so I'm okay with Raspberry, but I, I just I'm. We're gonna say about the Mister Nelson. We're gonna say Raspberry. This is yeah, what it works. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, thank God! I was so worried when Corey was like, "Wait," I'm like, "No, no, no, no! no you got it." So this is actually a really good example of uh, needing a touch more research because this one Rob and I tag teamed on and he came up with the Mr. Nell. I was trying, I was like trying to tie it in with Raspberry Beret and he's like, oh, it's Prince's favorite hat. And I, then I went and reread the lyrics after I'd asked the question and you're right. It was the hat that she was wearing, but I guess it's not implied that he's the owner of the hat. Exactly. You got there. And if I'd caught it before, I would have technically not wrong. Yeah, I would have I would have CYA'd a little better and made it clear that it was not actually his hat. But you got there, so whew. Nice oh. job. I was when when Corey so, said Prince, I'm like, yes, there. So Good a job. vanilla raspberry shake could be a double serving of beaver ass juice. Just all ass juice. Yeah. 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 Huh. So Prince is Mr. Nelson then, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Prince's last okay. and I was like, what's I, Prince's real name? I couldn't remember if it was a song Prince. or yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it My mom Prince, would be so. so disappointed in me because she is like a massive Prince fan. Oh no! All right, that's okay. We what got, got there. I like that. Yeah, that was fun. I thought Calvin was up next. Okay, I, I go next. Oh, I don't. I don't mind. I'll go next. Okay. Uh, my question goes: In 2018, scientists tested the effects of synthetic castorium in Tierra del Fuego, Argentina, hoping to research humane options in controlling the population of what animal? They were imported in the 1950s to jumpstart the fur industry, but instead the population grew out of control, leaving dead forests and stagnant ponds in their wake. I'd say this is a pretty straightforward one. Yes, I think. um, Yes. Aaron, you're not trying to do anything cute with this one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on board with uh, whatever Corey's about to say. Yeah, definitely beavers. Yep. Um, yes. Because I know the yes. castor, the actual biological use for it is it's how they like mark their territory, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they would use yeah. that hopefully to keep I, other beavers. I was away. initially trying to go down a path with the word castor being Latin for beaver, but oh, that didn't really turn into anything. <laughs> I was so trying to do a face-off question, but then yeah, it didn't say work you could out. go to like Troy or Pollux or <laughs> exactly got all kinds yeah. of room. Way ahead of you there. It's okay. <laughs> so I actually Good, knew this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, right. I knew this because I and just talking about you know knowing things from trivia versus knowing things from life. I I knew this because obviously that's what the question we're working with was about. But I knew this also because I have a friend who is a. He's not a lobbyist, but he's like a TV personality representative for the fur industry in England. So in talking to him, so he's like, he's the villain, really. But um, (laughs) I I don't know why, but we were talking about this. He's like, yeah, actually, they they're not they're invasive species. And the fur industry fucked up a lot of a lot of land. Yep. They're 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 destructive little guys. Oh, yeah. And girls. This is this is another one of those questions where it, it is hard to like really say. Oh no, I I would have known that even if I hadn't just researched <laughs> it for ten minutes. Uh, but I was I was familiar with castorium being uh, a vanilla flavoring from beavers. Um, but even, even aside from that, I I think that yes, I think that your your question is incredibly well written to. To reason that out like even if i hadn't figured it out or i hadn't known it 
you know, right from the start, uh, talking about the fur industry, talking about dead forests and stagnant ponds because the population is so low. Like, I think it's got everything you need to make a reasonable beaver guess if, if you didn't know it. If I were to make it more difficult, I think the first clue I take out would be fur industry. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's fair. That's that's the clue that I think that limits you into a lot of answers. But yeah. and it's it's yeah. funny, Corey. Well, I, I like saw it, a yeah. reason. I saw a reasonable beaver guest when they opened for Bonnie Vare in DC a couple years ago. They were awesome. God. All right, I'm gonna read my question now. <laughs> you know that on, just that was, because that Jason's funny. not here, somebody doesn't have to like fill the that vacuum, right? <laughs> The horrible jokes vacuum. I mean, I res- okay. I respectfully disagree on two counts. First of all, yes, we do. And secondly, that was a perfectly fine joke. Yes. All right, I'll give you that. It's better than whatever question. Jason would have said. Exactly, and you're welcome. <laughs> all right, here's mine. If there's one thing you know about castorium or beaver ass juice, it's probably that it's used to make more aromatically pleasing substances like perfume or vanilla flavoring. I'm sure you also know about beetles being crushed up for food dye or Wendy's chili using silicone dioxide as an ingredient. But a surprising new fact, for me at least, was discovering that a lot of dough, including the crust of Pizza Hut, contains L-cysteine, an amino acid made from what item commonly found in many non-hypotrichotic humans. What's hypotrichotic mean? <laughs> well, if you knew that, you would know the answer. Aaron. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, it, is it like trichotic? Is this like people with like three sugar? Things. Is it oh high sugar? Maybe. Yeah, hypo would be lots of tri. tri- is it insulin? Well, okay. Made from what item? Never mind. Item. I was gonna try to make a church's joke because Sistine and the Sistine <laughs> Chapel, but I've already been yelled at <laughs> once in the last two minutes. So. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's, I would have laughed. I will say, I, I, to critique my own question here, I really like the direction I went with this. Um, but I, I would have tightened it up a little bit if I had more than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, is it, wait, is it, is it gluten? I mean. It, it would, Corey wouldn't have used the word gluten and item. He wouldn't have used the word item to describe gluten. Oh, that's, that's true. Thing. I'm just thinking what's in so dough. So it's made from, like. And... It's like your bones or some shit like that mm. or fingernails or. Yeah. Um, just to just to keep you distracted, I will say my, my least favorite thing about the way I worded this question is it. I don't think it uh, accurately portrays the fact that this human product is used to make dough. OK, I don't know. I just came up thinking of like horse hooves, but it's obviously not that because you said human. Fingernail seems weird to use it from. So like skin, hair, bones. If instead of saying non-hypotrichotic or people who don't have uh, hypotrichosis, if instead I had said people who don't have alopecia areata, oh, would well, you that's, feel more comfortable answering I feel, this question? I feel, yeah, that, that I understand that. <laughs> is that really what it is? Well, what's your answer? My guess is hair. It's hair. That is that is correct. Human oh. hair. Human hair is in pizza oh. hut crust dough? I have a it's small... also like bread dough and stuff, but yeah. I have a small tangent. So I last got a haircut 
in February of 2020. So it's pretty huh. long now. And I'm learning <laughs> so about you're all make pizza the, tonight. Well, I'm oh, learning God. about all the like pitfalls of having long hair that I feel like everyone with long hair just accepts as reality. And this question made me realize like, or remember like just like trying to eat food and just like if you don't if you're not careful with the hair like you just take a bite out of your own hair oh you you like, see feels... my beard and mustache like uh, yeah. yes uh, it's weird like i don't i, I don't I didn't remember. realize people had to deal with that i don't remember what it was like to have non-hair flavored food for yeah. every meal like it's when i'm just like not even paying attention i like take a bite and i just bite half of my side like my hair that's <laughs> fallen to the side anyway so I kind of yeah, know so the answer. <laughs> oh, the answer is human hair. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Human hair uh, okay. is a, a common uh, way to produce L-cysteine. I may be pronouncing cysteine wrong, but um, yeah, human hair. A- another common uh, source of it, and the one that McDonald's claims they use in their apple pie, is duck feathers. Duck feathers. Interesting. Yeah, strange food ingredients. I don't like any of this. Yeah, that's why I cook my own food. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I I had a feeling. (laughs) I had a feeling that the vanilla would come up in at least one of your questions, so I didn't want to to just use that. Uh, So instead, I used it as a a jump off point to talk about other strange or weird uh, things that we eat without really questioning. Yeah, like crushed up beetles or sand (laughs) or human hair. Right. And you still got Astros in there, so that's a win. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that it had to be a throwback to our very first keyword challenge, which would have been around a year ago, right? Like, we've yeah. got to yeah. be right around that one year mark, at least as of the recording uh, today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, think, I, I like that we were able to, to bring that back. Yeah, um, it's important. I also... If if this question hadn't wound up so long, I also learned that per the FDA, a 3.5 ounce can of mushrooms can contain 19 maggots and 74 mites. Like yeah. you're legally allowed to have that without it being some sort of violation. Yep. Mm-hmm. In a 3.5 ounce can. I fucking hate That's... mushrooms, so it does not bother me at all because I, yeah. I just don't eat them. Not neither do I. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for sharing all your fun facts with us. You're welcome. And if you want to hear more fun facts about random things, then send us keyword uh, challenge suggestions to. Yeah, Corey will find a way to ruin food. What are we? Quadriviapod at gmail.com? Quadriviapodcast at gmail.com? Quadriviapod at gmail.com. Yeah. Just find our email and send us something. Yes. Just keep keep hitting send until it goes through. Exactly. Until we respond, uh, at which point you can <laughs> stop hitting send. Uh, yes. Also, make sure you go to quadriviapodcast.com to vote on the keyword challenge and uh, let us know who did it best. And with that, I think we're going into our final section. Uh, I believe Calvin, you have a game for us tonight that's that's uh, related to research. Um, it's related to our favorite website, so okay. I guess that counts. Uh, I have a style of question I like to call disambiguation, although I call it miscellaneous. But one team was like, "You should really call it disambiguation." I'm like, "Huh? 
it's actually a better name for it. And the way it works <laughs> is I generally try to, um, I come up with basically three different things and there's something in common. Either they're all named the same or they have a word in common, something like that. And uh, I like these questions because I could just give you three dictionary definitions, which is a little boring because it's just like, ta-da, things are named the same. So um, in these questions, I try to sometimes make them a little fun, give them a little, try to make some creative ways to put them all together. Not all of them work, but some of them I try to, you know, inject a little humor, do some creative writing. And yeah, are you, you're going to be a little short-handed or short-staffed uh, today because there's only two of you, but are you both ready to give it a shot? Yeah, and I'm ready I, for it. Let's do it. Corey, I can tag in Rob if we want an extra brain. Yeah, bring him on. Tag team guest guest player. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him what the and rules are. Sorry. Let's go. Question number one. A type of premium brandy, the Gossip Girl sign-off, and an abbreviation for the second-in-command of a battalion all use what term? XO. That sounds right. Oh. Do you, do you know the full Gossip Girl sign-off? That, that, that sounds no. absolutely <laughs> no, but I but I know the. Uh, uh, did, do you know at least who I know the military the girl sign off. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's part of the joy. I think sometimes you can get it for just one, and I try to obfuscate it sometimes so you can't just ignore the rest of the question. But mm-hmm. we're starting off easy-ish. Yeah. No, uh, I like I like that because I XO definitely worked for me right away with brandy. You're indeed correct. Uh, I was looking for XO. Which is what's the abbreviation for that second in command? Executive officer. Absolutely. Much shorter what to it, type, much shorter to say. And what is the gossip girl sign off? Oh, loves and kisses. Or hugs and kisses. There we oh, go. Okay. XOXO. That's cute. Uh, okay. Um, let's move on to question number two. Uh, what word describes a fictional standardized test, a former speaker of the house, and something in Miss Trunchbull's drinking water? I know this one. Uh, Newt. Oh, yeah. Newt. List them off for me, if you shall. The the Newt, N-E-W-T, and, and O-W-Ls from Harry Potter, and Newt Gingrich, and a Newt. From was in, which? In, where? Um, Matilda, right? Indeed. That is exactly correct. I don't even explain that question, because Corey got them all for you. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on to number three. This one has some more words than the other ones. I have the following entities. We have Tamino from a Mozart opera, Krishna from Indian mythology, and Ron Burgundy from Anchorman are associated with what item? Uh, whale vagina. <laughs> uh, I would love to see that opera. <laughs> Or learn what whale vagina is in Italian or German. San Diego. Hey, it's an item. Panthers? You can hold it in your hand. Oh. Ooh. I don't hate that. You can't hold Party panthers fish. in your hand. They will oh, murder you can't you. hold panthers in your hand? Well, you could hold a baby panther in your hand. <laughs> That's true. I don't think... But, it was, but it was sex what panther. What a panther was. Uh, um, an entire wheel of cheese? <laughs> or a block of cheese? Yeah, this um, is excellent, Calvin, because there are three ins, and you'd think among three people, one of us should know one of them, but we don't. It was a magical item 
in that Mozart opera. Oh, oh, it's flute. Indeed. Flute uh, yeah. transcends the, time. Is it specifically and... the Yaz flute? The it Yaz. is the Yaz flute <laughs> that you can dabble. Nice, just a little nice job, Aaron. So we've, that we've was... each contributed one so far. Yeah. No, that was 100% the hint. Teamwork. I'm like, because in my head, I'm like, Mozart opera. makes the dream work. Yeah. I know. But you knew. You, you've you heard of the magic flute. Absolutely. Yeah. The end to that one. Okay. Uh, let's move on to question number four. Uh, what word describes something with lifelines and mounts, something on the flag of South Carolina, and a company acquired by HP in 2010? The flag of South Carolina has a palmetto tree and I believe a crescent moon on it. And I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I would go with palm. Oh, I bet you it's. I bet it's palm. Oh yeah, because like lifelines life, on like the palm. a yeah. palm reading. Oh, and, and palm, palm pilot, pilot maybe. Yeah. Palm. Oh yeah. Nice. Correct. All right. I was looking for a palm. I didn't realize. I may have taken some liberties with what it, the South Carolina aspect. I just assumed it was a palm tree. So, um, if it's not actually that, let me know. That's your, it's your yeah. stacky, Palm stacky is in butter. palmetto, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely a it's palmetto acceptable. tree. You West Coasters and your stacky butter and weird names for trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, palm of the pilot variety. That's cool. I like and that one. Nice job. Yeah. It was a good group effort okay. there. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, next up, oof, uh, they get more complicated. Uh, Question number five. What affliction falls upon Mr. Tumnus in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Ash Ketchum in the first Pokemon movie, and Colin Creevy in Harry Potter? Yeah, I know this Uh, one. And Gloria Gaynor in a 1978 song. I might, if, I didn't realize I just did two Harry Potter themes <laughs> in, uh, this one section. So, if I were to do it again, I would take out the Colin Creevy part and just put in only the Gloria Gaynor. Part. Gloria Gaynor. So, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've got this. I had this one. Literally, the second you said "affliction falls upon Mr. Tumnus," I had this word in mind, and then the rest of them confirmed it. And you know, I'd actually argue that uh, I don't know if you could call "afraid" an affliction, but I'd say that falls upon all of them as well keep on singing because Gloria, I, well i know i know first she was afraid and then, then oh, she was petrified nice. just like mr okay. tumnus and ash yeah yes uh for you find the wish of wardrobe uh maybe some youngsters who saw the first pokemon yeah. movie and i was uh, I, yeah i was gonna guess paralysis know, but i will survive that's good uh, yeah they were t- turned to stone or petrified depending on how you wanted to phrase it uh next I, up, I love number six. let me oh, yeah, no, stop it let me compliment you um i really like <laughs> the glory gainer inclusion because i feel like there, there are plenty of other options like you didn't go the medusa route you didn't go the you just good job with that because that's a oh. that's a little bit of a curveball that i really like thank you because because it's so easy to lock in the answer with one if you're like 100 percent confident like you kind of have to get a little cheeky and a little yeah. bit riddly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going to hear that at our last question, but I'm excited. Um, yeah. Uh, here, let's move on to number six. So number six goes, 
Mary Tyler Moore's controversial fashion choice, a brand of juice, and a type of salad are all named after what island located off the coast of Naples, Italy? I uh, 90% on this one. Okay. Brand of juice. Caesar juice, Cobb juice, Clamato. <laughs> uh, Mary Tyler Moore's Clamato. You, you can, you can, do I, do I just, your chance to make a joke about the I, juice. How would you better describe that one? <laughs> if you think I, you know the answer. I don't, I don't know a joke about it. I, I just think I know the answer. Um, <laughs> it's it's more again. sugar water than a well, juice. Yeah, very it's, much. It's for kids. And, and I always drank it upside down. Yes. There you go. Cap- I think Capri? you know Capri? Capri. Yeah. What's a Capri salad? Yeah, Capri's. Oh, Capri's. Yeah. What's, whoa, Capri's hold on. Salad. What's wrong with Capri pants? I'm literally wearing a pair right now. You're not Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. So exactly. Back when women weren't allowed to wear pants on screen. Right. You, you can't can show her ankles. Come on. Exactly. Scandalous. Did, Correct. Did uh, y'all? The only... I may have just dated myself here. <laughs> <laughs> did you all uh, put the straw on the bottom of the Capri Sun too? Or yeah, no? If no. I'm never going mean, to set it, was, it down. It was just so much easier than like trying to get it at the right angle. Yeah, you stab through the other side. And yeah, it's yeah. a disaster. Ugh. So yeah, uh, Capri no, no, with the one that. wrinkle being it is not a Capri salad; it's a Caprese salad. Yeah, that's okay though. Yes. Yeah. Okay, number seven. Uh, this okay. Number seven goes like this: What three-digit number is a common game in darts? An error code for not implemented, and the IRS section for tax-exempt organizations. Uh, I know. I know this for the last one. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think. I think I've got it for the darts game. I and I. Funny enough, I think I have it for the error code and the tax (laughs) exemption one. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's my intention of these questions. Everyone's contributing. Three of you combine. My only thing, I'm not super confident because the the number I'm thinking of for darts, there's you can play the There's same two. game in like variables of hundreds. So I'm leaning towards 301, but oh, I don't know. You, is You got everything so 301s for like easy mode. Like I'm the professional. So would this be 401? Keep going. Like yeah. 501. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, like a 501 charity. C3. Okay. C3. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Uh, 400s mean user error generally, and 500s oh. mean server error. So oh, 400, you did something wrong. 500, you means the the website did something wrong. Nice. Cool. Okay. Well, you two would have fact-checked me and got 501, which yeah. I would have. And you got the 01 been, part. Yeah. Yes. Like That's I said, I, I knew that there was like variables of the game, yeah. so I wasn't and, locked on it. But And... Therefore, I know you know darts in that regard. <laughs> uh, question number eight goes like this. Uh, what name is shared by Jean Favreau's favorite sandwich, Michael Jordan's favorite victory celebration, and my favorite actor from the movie Sharknado 3? I'm assuming this is Jean Favreau from the Avengers and not Jon Favreau from Pod Save America. Yes, Avenger or movie director Jean Favreau slash potential actor sometimes. 
I just didn't know that Tara Reed was a sandwich. Yeah, that's what I, that's the same joke I was going to make. Uh, and every time Michael Jordan won a game, he's like, Tara, get over here. Oh, Is it a dance called a Tara Reed? It's not Tara Reed, guys. Um, but we're going to keep working on this one. I, I, I worded it to keep the, the repetition of favorite, obviously. It's it's not my favorite actor, yeah. period. It's just my fa- favorite actor in the movie Sharknado 3. I I think I have an answer that fits 1 and 3, but I don't have an answer. Like, I, I don't know how it would fit Michael Jordan. Oh, I don't have an answer for anything, so bet, fire away. If you, if you say it out loud, I think you can reason out the Jordan angle then. Okay, so uh, I, I'm thinking Cuban Sandwich and Mark Cuban, but I, oh, I don't maybe know how... He... Well, maybe he smoked a Cuban cigar. Maybe. I mean, that would make sense. You do often see him, like, smoking a cigar and like, ads and stuff, so... Have you seen The Last Dance? No. No. No, not yet. Okay, there you go. Well, part of the joy is you don't need all three to get them right. Uh, Yes, the answer I was looking for was indeed a Cuban. Nice. Okay. Referencing a sandwich, specifically from the movie Chef. A Cuban, a cigar that Jordan would smoke after winning the championship. He done it. He has done that a lot. And Mark Cuban, the U.S. president in the movie Sharknado 3. I no didn't even shit. put the tagline because it's not relevant. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, I, that's, I, I really, I didn't even want to answer. I didn't want to say that because I didn't know how it would apply to Jordan. But I had it so stuck in my head that it would be like a dance move, not kicking back uh, with a Cuban cigar. Uh, yeah. So I, I was second guessing myself there for not knowing the third connection. That's, I like But it. as Rob pointed out, and, you know, you don't need to have. Or actually, did you? Yeah. Wait, did you get it or did Rob get it? I was like, someone said cigar. Yeah, Corey. So. Uh, I think well, Rob I said, said cigar yeah, after Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah, you could, you could say, Corey, it wasn't a dumb thing for number two. That makes sense, That's which fair. helps. Okay. Two more for you. <laughs> So number nine goes like this. Uh, rapper Lil Wayne, author James Frey, and director Clint Eastwood have each released titles that feature what number? What was uh, what was the uh, Clint Eastwood rugby one? Or lacrosse? Rugby. Did he do Invictus? Oh, he did, but that's not a number. Well, and <laughs> Lil, Lil Wayne, he, uh, he did the, car, the, what was it, the Carter 4 and the Carter 5, right? correct those are albums though he did a few of them but yeah i don't know about specifically the song was on the carter three but okay it's not here or there so it's a song title from exactly because i mean yeah oh yeah that wasn't clear i said release titles that could be album title you're right is it not album title um it's not album title it's a song title yeah what I have nothing to contribute as these are the all number. pop culture. I don't even know who James Frey is. So that's that, going to be tough for me. Literature, current literature is hard. But. Is James Frey the one who has released like 27 books and each one like has a, a number has higher a number than the it? one before it? No. I no? think okay. he just did. It's like a it's like a recent book that he did. It's like an Oprah suggested okay. book it's kind of um yeah i got nothing i can think of literally oh. one number 
in a Clint Eastwood movie? Um, someone won an award for his movie. I Million Dollar Baby. I mean, sure. I could definitely Ooh. see Lil Wayne having a song with like Rock. million. Can you back it up in any? Yeah, year? isn't it? Isn't it? Doesn't he have a song called? Uh, he certainly has a song that starts with saying a milli, a milli, a milli, a million. Right? Yeah, he's got the song a milli, a milli, a milli. Yeah, yeah, it's a million. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. What's the What's the book? Uh, a million little pieces. Oh, oh his... yeah, I've seen that on like the end caps at at Barnes and Noble and stuff. Yeah, there you go. Oh. So you've, there you go. Interesting. Nice. It's it's a book, right? Yeah. It's I assume so. A book that maybe people read. <laughs> I haven't read it. So it exists. It's out there. Uh, full confession that started off with Lil Wayne, and I needed other millions. But I thought it'd be <laughs> funny to do a question where the answer is one million. Good but job. The Lil Wayne connection is. A million. Yeah, that's fair. Right, so it's like, okay. I get it. And we have one last question for you for this round. Uh, it goes like this. Uh, what word can describe a bottle, a brand of dessert, a form of protection, and a form of protection? Oh, we've hmm. got four of them here. It's not Trojan. No, it, it could be Magnum. It's Magnum. Yes, it's Magnum. Magnum. Nice. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Yes, nice I was looking for Magnum. Job. Good job. The second you said Trojan, yeah, that you know, you you get the, that's like the yeah, I like that. Good job. I, I right. like that once lot. again, cheeky, cheeky, right? It's like it's can't. funny because they're yeah. condoms, right? Correct. Well, I was yes, <laughs> I was sitting there. I was in my head. I started off with the forms of protection, and I was thinking like Smith. Wesson, Colt, like just saying stuff like that. And then as soon as she said Trojan, I was like coming up on Magnum and it it locked in. It was perfect. So well done. Teamwork. So yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I like these questions to get teams talking to each other. It's Yeah, uh, these are great. Feel a bit creative. Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying we're gonna steal the round wholesale, but I'm not not saying it. Now it's, I, it's a cool concept. I, I could have totally, I could have zoned it out. But did did you explain before the round how you pull these? Oh, I sh- I'll do and the how quick it one. relates so, to our uh, theme. Um, I so when I research these, I usually start with one thing that I really like. Like I think for like the new question, it started with uh, Matilda, right? So the scene where. Um, until the or like yeah miss trunchbull nearly or she nearly drinks her water with a new in it i'm like oh that's kind of fun i could do a matilda question and then it becomes a research trip to try to see if i could get two more interesting angles so i use the wikipedia disambiguation page a lot despite me never calling it disambiguation and um that's really helpful but my one kind of like thing that i'm really insistent on is just not giving you like, I don't want to just give you three first sentence descriptions, mm-hmm. you know, like it, that would feel just kind of stuffy. And what's the definition of this? The definition of that and the definition of that. Ha ha. They all have the same word. Like you got it. You kind of like some are specific, some are vague, some are funny, some are not. So uh, that's my that's where the, the writing comes in more than the researching part. But Wikipedia disambiguation definitely helps in finding stuff like this. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a really, really fun round. And with, yeah. with all due respect to Tribons, 
I, I feel like this is a, a a much better version of you know a standard tribond. Um, yeah. You know, instead of just having like three words or basic phrases, you get to actually like work out like three mini yeah. trivia questions, and that's that was a lot of fun. And and like there. <laughs> I, I sometimes I've also seen tribons with like really common words and it, it's like they're all uh like house like you know like like or it's like a very easy word like I don't know cobra strawberry or, strawberry book yeah, I don't know. and stop sign. <laughs> yeah, or or something like hopefully these are like unique enough where they're like Yeah, no, a little bit are... more interesting. It's like it's it's a little more surprising the connections rather than something that's very commonly named and then yeah. ta-da, there's a lot of things named after it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's really fun it was very well done and appreciated ah thank you all right well i think that's that's about all we've got for uh for this episode um before we go into the the wrap-up i do want to remind all of our listeners uh we would love to have some interaction from you. Send us keyword suggestions. Send us questions that you've written. You know, let us read some of your questions on the air. Send us topics you would like to hear us talk about. Um, send us fan mail and be like, oh my God, Corey's like really cool. Uh, you, you know, whatever you want to hear, send it out, talk to us, and uh, keep an eye open as well for some. Uh, interesting and exciting things that will hopefully be happening here soon that neither Calvin nor Aaron are aware of. And <laughs> no idea. Uh, we'll have them scratching their heads as well. But I'm intrigued though. Yeah. Um, that's really it. Unless anyone has anything else to say. And nope. they don't. <laughs> so <laughs> with that being said, uh, I'm Corey with third degree entertainment out in Spokane, Washington. You can find me at thirddegreeentertainment.com or uh, check me out Monday nights, 7.30-ish p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash Entertainment. I'm Aaron with Rob from Orange Cat Trivia in Richmond, Virginia. Find us live Thursdays at 7 Eastern at Castleburg Brewery and online twitch.tv slash Trivia. Also Orange Cat Trivia in all the usual places, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. And yes, there are cats. <laughs> They're very cute. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Calvin with Footnote Trivia. I'm in San Francisco, California, and I host a game every Thursday. You can sign up for it on my website. What's your website? Oh. Yeah, what uh, is your website? Oh, sorry. My, my website is footnotetrivia.com. Awesome. There we go. Corey, where can they find us? <laughs> they can find all of us at quadriviapodcast.com. You can also head to uh, Twitter or Facebook. We're quadriviapod on both and on Instagram. Quadriviapod on Instagram. Some of the things that we referenced here tonight will hopefully make its way onto uh that and you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com uh that's everything aaron will you ask rob to give us a send-off hey give us a send-off so long is that good enough where do we go
Yeah. Where would you like me to take a note? <laughs> and any, anywhere you want, sir. <laughs> Tell him to tattoo it on his forearm. Yes, you need to tattoo it on your forearm. I'm not going to do that. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. What about a henna? <laughs> Compromise. It was John G. 